Welcome to the Daily Boogie. Welcome everyone, welcome. It's good to see you. Tuesday Who Day. Welcome aboard. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Hope you've had a lovely day. I certainly have. Got plenty to go over. You're not going to like it. You're not going to like what we've got. Well, some of you may like it. Good to see you. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, everyone, in the chat. Hope you've had a lovely day, like I said. I certainly have. We're going to do a little bit of follow-up from yesterday. Things have accelerated, to use a term that's getting bandied about now. Thanks, everyone, for joining. Thanks, everyone, for sharing. Before we get too far, if you'd like to become a supporter of the show, please head over to patreon.com forward slash boogie bumper. Become a subscriber by hitting the subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And, of course, if you would like to regulate the shit out of me, you can do so by following me on Twitter at Boogie Bumper. Uh, yeah, yesterday we were talking about the tragedy in the aftermath of a tragedy. Political figures, people with power, now extending beyond their reach, taking advantage of the chaos that is created after an event like we saw late last week in New Zealand. Across the Western world, you know, it's funny, like I often get attacked when people say, why are you talking so much about America? Why do you care so much? Why don't you stick to your own fucking country? You know, that that kind of stuff. And now I can't turn on CNN or Fox News without seeing American politicians talking about what's happening in New Zealand. It's like we've come full circle now. All of, all of a sudden, everyone wants to know about New Zealand. But unfortunately, this lends itself to some very dire future predicaments as politicians you know it, I don't know if it's philosophical incompetence or if it's a sinister drive <clears throat> or something in between but whatever it is one thing we can be sure of is that these people in power will always overreach in times of a crisis so following on from yesterday where we were discussing uh an 18-year-old kid looking at 14 years in jail for sharing the live stream of the terror attack in New Zealand. 14 years jail. By comparison, we brought up the story of the Chicago kids who kidnapped and tortured and scalped and forced to drink toilet water a mentally retarded boy in Chicago. They got seven years. Seven, eight, three, and one was on probation for that act. So, you know, we are now living in a time where committing a violent act will get you half as much sentence as sharing a live stream of it. Which is insane, to say the least. But over the last 24 hours, a number of politicians down here have started to, you know, jump up on their high horse. And that's what I want to show you here today. So we'll kick it off. With the apparently conservative Prime Minister this week, Scott Morrison. Scott Morrison wants the G20 to crack down 
Don't you love a crackdown? Where did the term crackdown come from? Can anybody tell me that? I have a theory. I think it came from plumbers. Apparently, there might have been a lot of corruption in the plumbing industry. Too many crackdowns. So we had to have a crackdown on the crackdowns. Well, they want to crack... The politicians love a crackdown, don't they? Crackdown on social media companies after the Christchurch massacre live stream, which we discovered yesterday was viewed live by 10 people. 10 people were in that live stream of the massacre. Are you a thought criminal for having watched it? Ask Jesus. Thanks for joining us. Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, Jesus in the chat room. <laughs> yes, I'm afraid, my Lord, you are a thought criminal. Please report to Satan for your spanking. Prime Minister Scott Morrison is urging the G20 countries to place further regulations on technology companies in the wake of the Christchurch terrorist attack. For those who are unaware, G20 is the collection of the the most wealthy 20 top nations. Morrison has written a letter to G20 chairman and Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe saying, listen to this, listen to this. It is unacceptable to treat the internet as an ungoverned space. Un unacceptable? <laughs> Who the hell does this guy think he is? <laughs> it's unacceptable to treat the internet as an ungoverned space. Says the new sheriff in town, Scott Morrison. Hmm? By the way, there's an election coming up later in the year for Scotty. And at the moment, he and the left-wing party, the Labor Party here in Australia, have the exact same policy when it comes to regulation on the internet. Believe it or not, it's unacceptable to treat the internet as an ungoverned space. Yes, if there's one thing government hates, it's people acting freely without their involvement. Without the government getting in the middle of every single little thing that happens in a particular space, they can't stand that. He shared the letter on Twitter on Tuesday. What an idiot. It is imperative that the global community works together to ensure that technology firms meet their, quote, moral obligation to protect the communities which they serve. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. The protection meme. Twitter has a moral obligation, ladies and gentlemen, to protect you from things that you might find offensive or grotesque. It's their, it's their responsibility. And seeing as it's Twitter's responsibility to protect you in the community, well, I guess it's the governments of the world, I guess it's their responsibility to force Twitter to protect you, apparently. Remember, this is a guy who's apparently a conservative prime minister. Here's that quote again. It is unacceptable to treat the internet as an ungoverned space. Opposition leader Bill Shorten, he's the guy who would be Prime Minister if he wins the election, wrote in an opinion piece published by the Herald Sun that social media companies have an obligation not to spread hate. Spread hate. That's interesting. Interesting in of itself too, isn't it? Because in the space of around 24 hours, we have gone from social media companies need to crack down and stop violent content getting to people. Like they have to stop the spread of violent videos. And an interesting point was raised to me yesterday. Uh, have they stopped the spread of uh, that reporter who was beheaded? And who draws the line here? 
who draws the line here? Would say, you know, a a video of uh, somebody punching a bully in the face, would that be censored as well? Because it is violent content. Isn't that also inciting violence, inciting hate? Just varying degrees, isn't it, really? So where do we draw the line? Well, uh, f- have no fear. The, the politicians of the world are already drafting plans to draw the line for you. But here's how stupid these people are. Scott Morrison wants crackdown on social media companies after sharing Christchurch uh, footage. Prime Minister Scott Morrison wants a global crackdown on social media companies after the Christchurch attack was live streamed on Facebook before being shared millions of times. He is not alone in the calls, with Australia's major party leaders all calling for reforms after footage of the attack was broadcast live for 17 minutes before it was removed. Listen, listen to the logic here at work. If you want to know how clueless your, your political leaders are, ladies and gentlemen, and don't think for a second that this is just Australia. Because what's going to happen is this guy is going to take his ideas to the G20. He's going to discuss it with other world leaders, including, you know, people in the American system, underlings to President Trump. Underling bureaucrats will talk to underling bureaucrats. And they will cook up all of these schemes about how they're going to regulate social media to protect you, right? But listen to the logic here. If they can write an algorithm to make sure that the ads they want you to see can appear on your mobile phone, then I'm quite confident they can write an algorithm to screen out hate content on social media platforms. Can anybody, is anybody at any time during this wild carpet ride into the depths of hell at any time, is anybody going to define what hate content actually is? Right? Is, is, can anybody, is anybody going to put their hand up and say, okay, here's what hate content is. This is what we need to get rid of. Because that's the shit I kind of have a little bit of a problem with. When politicians are saying, we need to eradicate hate off the internet. Do you know what hate is to a politician? Pretty much anything that isn't a round of applause. Pretty much anything will be and can be and would be defined as hate as long as it is politically convenient at the time to do so. And you know it's true. You know that that's the way it's going to work. And it's and it always starts this way. It always starts with, well, we're doing a noble thing here. We're going to protect people from seeing, you know, gruesome terror events on the internet. And that gets a lot of people, a lot of normie people to go, oh, yes, that's a, that's a wonderful idea. I, I don't want my kids seeing that. And, you, and they'd be right. They, you shouldn't want your kids seeing that. But that's just how you open the door. Because like I said, in the space of 12 hours, we've gone from we need to regulate social media companies so they don't show violent imagery on the internet to now we need to filter out hate content on social media. Uh, Here's uh, an Australian politician, Labor MP, Ed Husick, calling for tougher internet laws on Sky News down here. Check it out. Uh, Obviously, uh, you know, Facebook questions are being asked about the live stream mechanism. This will be a tricky one to go through insofar as live stream has actually been used 
to broadcast instances in America where African-Americans have been the subject of police brutality and the like. Wait, wouldn't that be hate content? Wouldn't that be a hate crime? If African-Americans are being targeted by, you know, racist police in acts of brutality, wouldn't that be classified as some kind of algorithm as our prime minister, as our wise prime minister says, well, it's just like writing an algorithm to get the right ads on Facebook. What's the difference? It's all the same thing, right? Hey, if they can write an algorithm to make sure the Cheetos commercial pops up while I'm watching football, they can obviously write an algorithm to get rid of hate content, right? Am I right? It's the same thing, baby. No problem whatsoever. And then, and then this turkey gets on TV. Well, we need to stop the spread of hate content, but it's a good thing that people can film black people getting beaten by police and showing it to the world. That's a good thing. We don't want to stop that. Do you, do you see how it's already being twisted? The, the policy is already being manipulated and it doesn't even fucking exist yet. And politicians are already stretching it. They're already twisting it to suit themselves. Already. And it's not even on the books. The pen hasn't even been dipped in the ink yet. Let's carry on. Live streaming of it has shone a spotlight on some of that. So it's worked in a way uh, to try and deal with some serious social issues there. Uh But in the instance where it's providing a platform for hate speech like so you see now now the shooting now the shooting is apparently hate speech have you have you noticed this smooth transition that's occurred yesterday politicians were talking about regulating social media companies to not show violent footage to not show a violent video so much so that in New Zealand they have now made it a criminal offense to have in your possession a copy of the video where you can face 10 to 14 years in prison for sharing a live stream of it. So we've gone from protecting people from seeing violent imagery to now protecting people from hate speech. It must be the same thing. We just seamlessly shift into hate speech, don't we? And what is hate speech? Good question. Nobody really knows. Nobody really says. Nobody really explains it. Nobody bothers to define it. That's no, just all hate speech. Whatever. We, we don't need to be exact. Uh, Prime Minister Ardern just pointed out, you do have to ask uh, those questions. And I would also ask the question with Facebook uh, and also Twitter, I might add, but particularly Facebook. I mean, Facebook I acted on the US site Infowars and some of the conspiracy theory and hate speech that was being promoted there. So now conspiracy theory is in the mix too. So it took 12 hours to go from filtering a violent video to now filtering hate speech and then a further 12 seconds to go from filtering hate speech to filtering conspiracy theory. The snowball is steaming down the hill at a thousand miles an hour. A thousand miles an hour. Opposition leader Bill Shorten here in Australia. Social media giants can't go missing when it comes to hate speech. Look at this idiot. He wrote that. He wrote this. I wrote this. Well done, Bill. Bill Shorten penned this. What is it? About 300 word op-ed all by himself. I've been led to believe. I should be very proud. This is going straight on the fridge. 
The social media giants have a commercial dynamic that they sell as liberty. But let me be clear, there is no liberty to hate. What does that even mean? Can anybody explain to me what that means? There is no liberty to hate? Absolutely there is, Bill. If, if I was to turn around and say, I hate you, why, are you telling me I'm not free to hate you? See, this is, this is the reason why concepts like free speech exist, Mr. Shorten, would-be Prime Minister. People are free to hate whomever or whatever they like. Where we draw the line in terms of a criminal act is when those thoughts are manifested into actions. Because we really don't want to be crucifying people and prosecuting people for things that they think, do we? Do we? Because whoever is in the ascendancy politically at the time can very easily just take that sword out of your hand and use it against yourself. So some of us who have some understanding of history and some understanding, basic rudimentary philosophical understanding about concepts like free speech, like I said, the modern politician is philosophic, philosophically incompetent, illiterate. They have no idea what they're doing. They just lurch from one position to the next position, guided by opinion polls and what they think people need. Because obviously as a voter, as a peasant, you're far too stupid to figure it out for yourself. You need to be protected. You need to be shielded. So the reason that we have this understanding of concepts like free speech is because we understand that even for the even for our opponents to exist in a political and cultural environment where people can be prosecuted for things that they think is going to be detrimental to the society as a whole when there's nothing left but a pile of bodies and a government body looking over the pile of bodies going how the fuck did this happen we just wanted to we've just wanted to eradicate hate we're the good guys. We're the good guys. We're the good guys. So we just had to kill everybody. There is no liberty to practice hate speech. The social media giants cannot be distant, far removed from the conduct of their platforms. Again, Scott Morrison wants to crack down on social media companies. Law professor and algorithm expert expert Frank Pasquale from the University of Maryland said politicians had failed to acknowledge the problem with live streaming. It is a difficult task to moderate live content. It is not as easy as it's being made out in terms of directly applying advertising algorithms to get rid of forbidden content or horrific content. See, the problem here for Scott Morrison is he's the Prime Minister of a Conservative Party and he's unpopular. The government's unpopular. Why? Because they keep backstabbing Prime Ministers and throwing them out without the public voting for them. And so this, this guy's wading into this conversation and just throwing things out there. Like I said, quote, it's unacceptable to treat the internet as an ungoverned space and he wants to go to G20 and convince all of the other world leaders that worldwide regulation is required on social media. Again, 12 hours ago, it was to stop the proliferation of violent video content. That has now transformed 12 hours later into we need to stop hate speech, which has now transformed into... Uh, what was, what was the next thing? Oh, conspiracy theory. Now we need to eradicate conspiracy theory off the internet as well. 
And like I said, they haven't even put pen to paper on the policy and they have already manipulated the would-be policy to suit themselves. Just like that. Just like that. This all comes in the back of something else, ladies and gentlemen. Yesterday in New Zealand, Telstra, Optus and Vodafone, Telstra and Optus are the two biggest uh, internet service providers, phone carriers here in this part of the world. Telstra, Optus and Vodafone temporarily block websites after Christchurch attack. Now we're blocking whole websites. It's not even the social media companies now. Now the government is asking the the internet service providers to block certain websites. A blacklist. What for, you might ask? Telstra, Optus and Vodafone have instituted temporary ISP level blocks. It's just temporary. Don't panic. Don't be, don't be some kind of conspiracy theorist here. Don't be a conspiracy theorist or we'll have to take you off the internet. No, no, no. Conspiracy theory is hate speech. It's all the same thing. You may as well pick up a gun and start mowing people down in the street. We've got to protect people from your madness, sir. Both Telstra and Vodafone released similar statements as pressure mounted for action to be taken against news organisations and platforms that enabled the attack to be broadcast live or replayed. We've started temporarily blocking a number of sites that are hosting footage of Friday's terrorist attack in Christchurch. You're not allowed to see it. You're not allowed to see it. You're not allowed to see an event that shook the world news foundations to their core. You're not allowed. The government will decide what you can and can't see. Remember Scott Morrison. It is unacceptable to treat the internet as an ungoverned space. It is unacceptable for governments to allow something to go ungoverned. They must get their filthy little mittens on it as quickly as possible. And when an opportunity such as this arises, well, they just can't help themselves. They were waiting at the gate. They were waiting at the gate like Randy Thoroughbreds in the Kentucky Derby. Just waiting for that that gate to open. (laughs) We understand, this is a quote from Telstra, we understand that this may inconvenience some legitimate users of these sites, but these are extreme circumstances and we feel this is the right thing to do. Vodafone Australia today has started the process of temporarily blocking sites known to be actively hosting footage of Friday's shooting in Christchurch. We understand users trying to access these sites for legitimate purposes may be inconvenienced, but we believe it's the right thing to do in these extreme circumstances to help stop the sharing of this video. Just deciding on your behalf. We're doing the right, we're doing a community service here. Sure, you may have a legitimate reason to look on a particular website that has nothing to do with a shooting in New Zealand, but fuck you. Because we're the good guys. Don't you see? We're stopping the spread of hate. We're stopping the spread of evil. How could you be against it? What, do you have some kind of sick fetish? Do you want to see people murdered in cold blood? What the hell is wrong with you? Why wouldn't you be in favour of this? Optus, Telstra, Vodafone block sites for hosting footage of Christchurch attacks. In the wake of community and political pressure, 
following the live streaming of the horrific attacks on at Christchurch on Friday, Australian ISPs have started blocking some sites used to rehost footage of the live stream, including the infamous 8chan image board. Users began noticing that some sites, including 8chan, 4chan and Kiwi Farms, were suddenly inaccessible. Telstra noted on Twitter late yesterday that they had begun preemptively blocking sites. Well, isn't that nice? Isn't it nice to know that the internet service providers at the behest of the government are preemptively blocking websites for your benefit, to protect you? Ladies and gentlemen, the very same people who are out there arguing that private companies be directed by government to block your access to websites that you would otherwise have that's fascism. That is literally fascism. Fascism. Oh no, we we're not the fascists. No, the fascists the fascists are the ones that don't like government telling them what to do. I'm sorry, what? They said these sites continue to host disturbing content, disturbing content. So we've gone from protecting people from violent content to protecting people from hate speech to protecting people from conspiracy theory and now we're just protecting people from disturbing content. We feel it is the right thing to do to block them. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. I appreciate it. Very much appreciated. This was on Sky News last night. Uh, Justin Smith, who's a radio host, and I've got, you know, I'm going to have to say something here. The problem with Scott Morrison is he's behind in the polls and he thinks that Bill Shorten has taken up a popular position by coming out and saying some of the most idiotic drool that I've ever heard in my life. He's like, we need to, well, we need to regulate the internet worldwide to stop the spread of hate speech. Which is literally, you know, nonsensical garbage. But he thinks he's behind the polls. This must be a popular position because to go against that position would then have people in the media and supporters of the other side coming out saying that you promote hate speech, that you're in favour of hate speech. You want everyone to die because that's the idiotic dumbed down level that our politics has gotten to for a whole array of reasons. But I've got another bone to pick and I'm afraid for the boomers in the audience who I'm obviously not speaking to you but I'm afraid a large chunk of your comrades in your generation, after having overseen the shift in society where feminism is now running rampant in the schools, both for the children and in higher education, seeing the expansion of the welfare state to a, to a place where we can no longer afford to keep ourselves fed, seeing us get to a point where to be a nationalist is akin to being a racist or a Nazi, seeing the socialization of our economies go through the roof. And it's almost as if with their last act before they shuffle off the mortal coil, these politicians pandering to the outrage. Well, I really, I re you know what? I really don't think, I think it's correct to ban inappropriate content off the internet with their last remaining act they are trying to take the thing that has been the most devastating tool that we have against establishment politics and mould it in their own 60s flower child image. Well, we've just got to stop the hate. 
Regulate it. Regulate it to death. Make sure that everybody's just talking really nicely to each other and there's no hate and we can share stories and cat videos. And then, they, and then they're walking out the door. Okay, good luck, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hope you like what we did with the internet. See ya. I don't think so. I don't think so. So here's a radio announcer telling the world why uh, regulation on the internet would just be such a gosh darn good idea. Um, out there in the community, there was a lot of support for it being an unregulated space when we all thought it was just a way to transact and uh, disrupt and send emails. I think now that we understand um, the pretty terrifying reaches of the unregulated online space, particularly in relation to young people and obviously yep. terrorism. Do you think Australians would... Listen to the host. Oh, the terrifying reaches of the internet are obviously for young people. It's not the young people who are fucking afraid of this shit. You knuckle-dragging moron. It's not the young people who are crying to regulate the internet. It's you. You're afraid of it. You are afraid of anything that you cannot control. See, people my age came up on it. We were, we were brought up on the internet. We understand the internet. We understand that there's things on the internet and people on the internet that aren't very nice sometimes. That there are nasty little corners and there are nasty things floating around. But the last thing that we want is governments of the world coming in and smashing it down and deciding for us what is appropriate and what isn't. Because what we have learned in our short time on this planet, whilst we've been using the internet, is pretty much everything that the government touches, they fuck it up. They fuck it up. Everything. Everything that government gets involved with and tries to improve, they make it fucking worse. And we know it. We see it every single day. Every single day. And when the government wants to come in and start dictating to, you know, people what 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 is appropriate for them. I mean, are you somebody are you somebody that sees something on the internet and just absolutely must at that point have to stand up and run out the door and emulate what you see? Of course not. And unfortunately, we've seen the progression of this policy that isn't even a policy yet. It's already gone into we need to filter out conspiracy theories, right? How long before it gets to, oh, well, you know what, we just need to filter out unnecessary criticism because unnecessary criticism could be defined as bullying, you know. You know, if 5,000 Facebook users jump on a an elected politician's page after they come up with some completely ridiculous, dopey, drooling idea for a law for the rest of us and get on there and say, you're an idiot, you shouldn't do this, this is a terrible idea, stop doing that. Well, you know, I, it's on Facebook, stop the hate. Stop allowing, stop letting bigots and trolls use your platform to spread hate, right? Of course that's the way it's going to go. Of course that's the way it's going to end up because we're talking about government here. Let's carry on. Be up for the better regulation? I think they'd be absolutely up for better regulation yeah. if, if it was attacking uh, things like terrorism and uh, exploiting children. They would absolutely be up for it. No, they wouldn't like to have their tweets and their Facebook posts being regulated, but they're probably going to have to live with it. There's a... <laughs> 
Listen to the balls on this guy. Well, of course, of course, they wouldn't like having their tweets and their Facebook posts regulated, but they're probably just going to have to live with it. Who the fuck are you, man? <laughs> Who the fuck are you? Well, you're just going to have to live with the government deciding what you can and can't say on the web. You're just going to have to live with the government deciding on your behalf what you are capable of seeing and what you are incapable of seeing. You're just going to have to get used to it. Hey, there's a river. Go jump. Go jump in it. <laughs> Unbelievable, isn't it? Wow. Just just going to have to get used to it. Uh, this is Michael McLaren, who is probably the best late-night radio announcer in Australia. And I disagree with him that he says, you know, it might be a good idea to do this, but he at least brings some, some kind of common sense to this argument and, and talks about how plainly impossible it would be to do it. So check it out. Come up with an algorithm, surely. Well, I mean, maybe they can, but Justin, there's, they there's know. two billion people. How are they going to do it? Ma- Michael, but they, they know if I exactly could jump where in, though, Michael, yeah, oh, if I could jump in. They've made it like that, though. This, this guy, if I could jump in. Oh, they're just going to have to get used to it. Michael, that's the problem. You talk about that hierarchy. The, the Facebook have set it up like that. I mean, they the invented Facebook. the darn thing. I mean, they have, when you talk about the hierarchy, they have set it up to be exactly what it is right now and any accidents that are now befalling it like accidents. people killing 50 other human beings and then and filming it and putting it up there they have allowed that to happen that's exactly the platform that they've yes. invented well, they've got I, to be I responsible for but the, the whole thing the point is then you have to change the entire structure of social media i'm not against doing it i don't yeah. use it very much myself but this art this argument oh, that come we on, can just come on michael just because you don't use it doesn't mean it's a good idea do we want government stepping in to social media companies and saying, okay, we're going to restructure your whole operation? What a what a horrifying precedent that would set. You remember, Elizabeth, this is Elizabeth Warren's policy, by the way. Now, Michael, I know, is a pretty staunch conservative. So I would respectfully, you know, ask for a rethink on his behalf as to whether or not it's a good idea to have the government restructuring private companies for our benefit. But this is this is Elizabeth Warren's idea. Elizabeth Warren wants to introduce a law where the government can retrospectively unwind a merger between two companies. So company A merges with company B and then 3 years later some some idiot in the government, some pen pusher, someone who's probably never worked in private business in their entire fucking life, turns around and says, mm, "You know what? I don't like this merger. It's not a good idea. We're going to tear those two companies apart again." What do you think that's going to do for investment? What do you think that's going to do for business confidence? Horrifying. And the way that these people, these politicians, just bandy this shit about. Yeah, we just need re- we just need worldwide regulation to stop the spread of hate and conspiracy theory on the internet. Oh, we just need to restructure the whole companies. We just need to restructure these social media companies. You know, just like that. It's not a big deal. Because we need to protect people, right? Sort of regulate Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, I think is a fallacy because of the structure. Uh, if, for example, you were to break them up, if you were to forcibly divest them so that their structure was smaller and therefore the algorithms and the humans could more easily monitor the content of a uh. smaller site, well, maybe we should be looking at that. Yeah, but I- 
Maybe we shouldn't. Maybe we shouldn't say we did. What, we want to make it easier for Big Brother? We want to make it easier for the nanny state? To regulate the hell out of us? Remember, Scott Morrison heading to the G20 this year, ladies and gentlemen, on the platform that it is, quote, unacceptable to treat the internet as an ungoverned space. Well, Scott, I'm sorry. I think it's unacceptable for politicians trying to appease idiotic voters who have no idea what 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 the hell goes on, whose experience with the internet might be, you know, leaving a comment on Facebook once a week. And even worse, even dumber politicians, drunk on their own sense of importance and, you know, guardianship, strutting around the world stage, swinging their dick between their legs and decrying things like hate speech and the spread of conspiracy theories. We have a responsibility to protect you, dear citizen. Oh, it's awful. Think of the children. Oh, it's terrible. It's terrible. No, I think that's unacceptable. I think that's unacceptable. Here's an idea. Instead of, you know, gallivanting around the globe talking about things like regulating social media, why don't you do your fucking job, lower the taxes, cut immigration, right? Why don't you do, why don't you, why don't you, here's the thing, why don't you take care of the problems that are right in front of you on your desk right now before you start trying to solve the problem of global regulation of social media? You insane power mad cretins. All of you. Every single last one of you. And for those who are cheering from the side, like, yes, finally, finally, some order and governance and respectability is coming back to the internet. Don't bitch to me when it bites you in the ass. Don't turn around in two years' time when you're the one that's in the sights because we've seen it time and time and time again from a specific generation, they, they call for something and when it happens and it turns bad, they blame everybody except themselves, but not this time. Not this time. If you're standing on the sidelines calling for regulation and censorship and websites to be taken down, then not a single tear will be shed when it's your dick on the chopping block. Because that's exactly what you wanted. Thanks for listening to my rant. I try to end on a high note. In a continuation of our ongoing series what called What the Fuck is Going On in Florida, this, this week's edition of What the Fuck is Going On in Florida, uh, Florida Arby's manager chased employee with a knife. <laughs> There's a lovely young girl, Arby's. I remember the good old days when it was just the post office that used to have massacres. An Arby's manager is facing felony charges after an employee claims she pepper sprayed him and chased him with a knife. Lateria Atkins, Akins, 21, is charged with aggravated assault, battery and criminal mischief. According to a police report, an employee, Ernst Pont de Jour, claims that he and Akins got into an argument on Saturday night at the Arby's at 9970 Belvedere Road after she asked him to stay late when he refused. <laughs> wow. That's, that's, that's a, that's a complicated workplace. When the boss says, Hey, would you mind staying back and helping finish up? No, I don't think so. And then she pulls out a knife. Are you sure? Are you sure you don't want to stay back? Shing, shing, shing. Coworkers say that point du jour 
was angry about not being released from work and got very close to Aikens. That's when Point du Jour claims that Aikens shot pepper spray into his eyes. <laughs> when he ran out of the store, co-workers claim that Aikens grabbed a long kitchen knife and chased after him. Although Point du Jour wasn't stabbed, Aikens scratched up his car with the weapon, police say. Aikens was arrested and has been released on bail. What the fuck is going on in Florida? I mean, the real tragedy here is that if somebody had have live-streamed this event, perhaps in a few years from now, they would be depersoned off the internet for promoting hate, for sharing what some may consider to be objectionable content, promoting violence, inciting violence, basically. And we wouldn't want that kind of unruly behaviour filtering through to the peasants. I don't know why the newsrooms get to have all of these juicy little film clips that the rest of us can't have. I guess they're special. I guess they've been anointed by virtue of having a you know somewhat worthless degree and a mind attuned to the latest in propagandistic techniques. This must grant them some kind of special privilege to have the information that we are not allowed to have. So there you have it. Be on the lookout because in the aftermath of an event like we saw in New Zealand, then there's always going to be these sniveling little political rat-like creatures who are just, just looking for opportunities to chew their way through the wall of decency and gnaw away at the rotting carcass of liberal Western democracy. If you'd like to become a supporter of the show, ladies and gentlemen, feel free to head over to patreon.com forward slash boogie bumper. If you'd like to become a subscriber, please hit the subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you'd like to accuse me of hate speech, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at boogie bumper. Till next time, guys, stay calm, stay rational. God bless. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye.